0: Diamonds are the hardest natural substance known to man. They are formed deep in the Earth's mantle under extreme pressure and temperature, and sometimes brought to the surface by volcanic eruptions. Diamonds are not only beautiful and valuable, but also very informative. They can tell us a lot about the conditions and processes that shaped our planet over billions of years. And one of the most intriguing questions that diamonds can help us answer is how continents formed and moved over time. Continents are the large landmasses that we see on the surface of the Earth today. They are made of lighter rocks than the ocean floor, and they float on top of a dense layer called the asthenosphere. Continents drift across the Earth's surface, sometimes colliding and merging, sometimes breaking apart and drifting away. These movements create what we call the supercontinent cycle, a long-term pattern of continental assembly and dispersal. The supercontinent cycle has a profound impact on the climate, the environment, and the evolution of life on Earth. For example, about 300 million years ago, most of the continents joined together to form a single supercontinent called Pangaea. This caused dramatic changes in the global climate, creating vast deserts in the interior and ice sheets at the poles. Pangaea also allowed land animals to migrate and diversify across different regions leading to the rise of reptiles and mammals. But how do we know how continents formed and moved in the distant past? How do we reconstruct the history of the supercontinent cycle? Well, we're going to discuss these fascinating topics in today's episode. So sit back and relax, because this one's going to be interesting. I'm your host, Mr. Earth Guy, and you're listening to Earth SciShow. (laughs) Show. There are several ways we can tackle these questions. One is to look at the geological and paleontological evidence on the continents themselves, such as fossils, rocks, and mountain ranges. Another way is to look at the magnetic signatures of rocks, which record the direction and intensity of the Earth's magnetic field at the time they were created. By comparing these signatures across different continents, we can infer their relative positions and orientations over time. But there is another way that we can look at the history of the continents, a way that is less obvious but more direct. We can look at diamonds. Diamonds are not only formed in the Earth's mantle, but also preserved there for millions or even billions of years. They are like time capsules that capture a snapshot of the mantle's conditions at the time and place they were formed. And because diamonds are very resistant to erosion and alteration, they can retain their original characteristics even after they reach the surface. And by studying diamonds, we can learn about the composition, temperature, pressure, and the age of different parts of the mantle. We can also learn about how material from different depths is exchanged and recycled through subduction and convection. And most importantly, we can learn about how material from different regions is added or removed from the base of continents affecting their stability and mobility. This is exactly what a team of international experts did in a recent study published in Nature. They analysed ancient diamonds that were formed between 650 and 450 million years ago under the base of Gondwana, a supercontinent that included most of today's southern continents such as Africa, South America, Australia, India and Antarctica. These diamonds are very special because they are super deep diamonds. They were formed at a depth ranging from 300 to 700 kilometers below the surface. Much deeper than most diamonds that are formed at depths of 150 to 200 kilometers. Super deep diamonds are extremely rare and difficult to find, but they can reveal secrets that ordinary diamonds cannot. The team collected super deep diamonds from mines in Brazil and Western Africa, two regions that were once part of Gondwana. They then analyzed tiny mineral inclusions inside these diamonds using various techniques such as radiometric dating, isotopic analysis, and spectroscopy. These inclusions are like fingerprints that tell us where and when each diamond was formed. What they found was surprising and fascinating. They found that these super deep diamonds were not formed from pure mantle material, but from a mixture of mantle material and subducted oceanic crust. Oceanic crust is the layer of rocks that forms at the mid-ocean ridge where tectonic plates diverge. It's denser than continental crust, so when it collides with another plate at a subduction zone, it sinks into the mantle. But what's more fascinating is over the last three months of this podcast series, we've created a vibrant community asking lots of different questions to my email. And one thing I found is that we have more listeners than we do have subscribers. So if you've enjoyed this podcast and you like listening to these episodes on science and geology, please consider leaving a review and subscribing. Thank you very much. Now, normally, subducted oceanic crust does not reach depth below 300 kilometers because it becomes too buoyant due to chemical reactions with surrounding mantle rocks. But in some cases, it can penetrate deeper into what is called the transition zone. This is at a depth of 410 to 660 kilometers below the surface. This is where some of the super deep diamonds were formed. But how did these super deep diamonds end up at the base of Gondwana? How did they travel from the transition zone to the continental routes? The answer is that they hitched a ride on a rising plume of hot and buoyant mantle material. This plume was generated by the accumulation of subducted oceanic crust in the transition zone, which eventually became unstable and erupted upwards. As it rose, it carried along some of the superdeep diamonds and their host rocks. The plume reached the base of Gondwana, where it met another layer of subducted oceanic crust that was stuck there. This layer was formed when Gondwana was assembled by the collision of several smaller continents about one billion years ago. The plume melted this layer and incorporated some of its material into the diamonds and their host rocks. This explains why some of the super deep diamonds have inclusions that are much older than their formation age. The plume also added heat and buoyancy to the base of Gondwana, making it thicker and more stable. This helped Gondwana to resist further subduction and to remain intact for hundreds of millions of years. During this time, Gondwana experienced several climatic and environmental changes, such as glaciation, desertification, and sea level fluctuations. It also witnessed the emergence and diversification of complex life forms such as plants, animals, and fungi. But nothing lasts forever. About 120 million years ago, Gondwana started to break apart due to internal stresses and external forces. The supercontinent split into several smaller continents that drifted away from each other, opening new oceans such as the Atlantic and the Indian. As they moved, they carried along some of the super-deep diamonds and their host rocks that were attached to their base. And then about 90 million years ago, some of these diamonds finally reached the surface in violent volcanic eruptions. These eruptions created pipes of kimberlite, a type of rock that is rich in diamonds and other minerals. These pipes are now mined for their precious gems and other resources. The super deep diamonds that were formed under Gondwana are now scattered across different continents such as Brazil and Western Africa. But they still share a common origin and a common history. They are witnesses of a long and complex process of continent formation and evolution. They are the clues to the hidden world that lies deep beneath our feet. And by studying these ancient diamonds, we can gain new insights into how our planet works and how it's changed over time. We can also appreciate the beauty and diversity of nature, both on the surface and in its depths. Diamonds are indeed Earth's wonders. Thank you for listening to this episode of Earth SciShow. I hope you enjoyed it, and please remember to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. You've been listening to Earth SciShow, and I'm your host, Mr. Earth Guy. And remember, stay curious.